but first things first, happy July. <laughs> yes, hello, we are in July. Wow, I feel like we're being sneaky peeky right now, but we're not. Story. I was called FYI. 
knows what I'm talking about. You know. So it, it was like a CD store, comic book store, DVD store, and it had Blackville Brides, and I think it was like one of those two places. Broke. I had to get it after it was released, but you know, you know, I have it. <laughs> so we all know that Set the World on Fire was released on, what was it, June? June. 14th. 2011. How long after its release date did you get the CD? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is so okay. I just remember getting it after. I have never. Actually, that's a lie. The first and second first album in this album, I didn't get on release. I had to get it a couple months after. Cause I was broke and my mom and dad, yeah. <laughs> so tell me the story of how you got your CD. Like we, we know that you wouldn't do one of the one of the two stores, whether that was Hot Topic or for your entertainment. How do you remember the emotions you were going through when you finally were able to hold this CD in your hands? I was so excited and just like with the first CD, I had my SpongeBob boombox and I know we discussed that last time and I put it in there and listened to it at home. <laughs> Spongebob singing Black Veil Pride songs is all I can see right now. I'm going to have to look up a photo of this boombox and show you it. I think my mom still has it. <laughs> oh my god. Are you serious? She, though this boombox has never been thrown out. We're gonna need pictures. Oh my god, I wish, like, I wish we had it right there. <laughs> Damn. It's a CD player as a radio. It was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> a bright yellow boombox, right? With SpongeBob's derpy face on it. <laughs> Gulp as loud as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be mountain time. It was actually getting 
even better day. I woke up, went on to Google or YouTube or whatever, and patiently waited until it was, and it kept refreshing, until I could watch the music video, and oh my gosh, that was like the best, the best thing ever. For my, that was like the best summer ever. <laughs> what I find this interesting is because I've told Nicole this, and I felt like I've shared it a little bit. Growing up, my mom was very conservative and very religious, so she always looked down about PVP. She was afraid I was, I was joining a cult. <laughs> well, she's gotten better now. Anyway, but I missed out on, like, the pre-orders and setting a reminder because I did not want to get in trouble with my mom. So, like, any time, especially the first CD and then the CD came out, music videos, I had to do it during school days or at my dad's work. That way I wouldn't get in trouble with my mom. So, like, the pre-order did not do it. I was too scared to ask my mom for money. <laughs> yeah. I really wish that we knew each other in school because I pre-ordered the Set the World on Fire album for me and my now, my husband Hudson. If I knew you, I would have pre-ordered all of us the CD. <laughs> I'm catching up. I'm catching up. Rich and Divine Era, I'm all about that, but that's for another episode. <laughs> so with Fallen Angels um, music video, that's kind of something I would like to discuss with you is all the hate that Blackville Brides got from it. Because one thing I distinctly remember is everyone kept talking about how Fallen Angels music video was a ripoff of a, one of Avenged Sevenfold songs only because it had fire in it. Can we just take a moment of silence for all the idiots out there? Because fire can go in multiple music videos. It doesn't have to be just one band that does it. set the world on fire came out there was a single that was released 
released a single on their website. Not even a full single. It was actually more of a teaser. It was like a teaser clip of Youth and Whiskey. And man, when I heard that teaser clip, I was like, mm. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I do remember <coughs> when Fallen Angels music video came out, all I wanted to be was, how does one get involved with the music video? Because <laughs> I wanted to be in that crowd. I know. I think we all know the main girl from the Fallen Angels music video. I can't exactly remember her name, but it's actually funny. Before the Fallen Angels music video, she had released a video on YouTube of herself doing a cover of Perfect Weapon. And then I think she was, I think it was actually Ruth who told me that she was supposed to be the main girl for Carolyn. It's a guess. I don't know if that's 100% correct, though. I just want to make that clear. It's a guess. I don't know. We th we're thinking that she was supposed to be the main uh, girl to play in the music video Carolyn, which never happened, and therefore she became the big, um, a big part of the Fallen Angels music video, because I think they went toward that direction instead. Chris, if you have any ideas about the Carolyn music video, we would love all the information on that. What happened? Like, seriously, what happened to that? Because I'm just curious. <laughs> but as Ruth said, this is the fire era. It's as this CD is aesthetically pleasing. I don't know if, I mean, I just, this is a beautiful cover art. Probably one of my favorites, to be honest. So let's dive in. Favorite song. Well, f <laughs> Okay. I can't lie, you guys. My favorite song is actually not even on the CD. Right. <laughs> there was a bonus track that came with this album. If you don't know what that bonus song is, it was Smoke and Mirrors. And the only way you could buy the CD with the bonus song was to get it at Best Buy. And you know, I already pre-ordered it. And I expected the bonus song to just be on there magically. Mm. I'm surprised it wasn't, honestly. I didn't know about the pre the bonus song Smoke and Mirrors until she blew my world with that. FYI, I'm sorry again for that. I was just as shocked as you guys were. It's okay. What is your favorite song off the album? I don't know. This is cliche for me to say, but it's Rebel Love Song. <laughs> okay. I just have to say that Rebel Love Song was everyone's anthem song for a couple when they were in school. I mean, I even made that me and Hudson song. <laughs> I just like the verse. It's like, take your hand in mine. Let's something tonight. This is a rebel love song. I'm just like, <laughs> and by the way, the music video for that is awesome. <laughs> so then let's actually, what is your favorite music video from Set the World on Fire? Okay, so we have Fallen Angels, rebel love song. Was that it? Uh, legacy. All right, dog. Legacy. <laughs> Was different from something 
like it was totally different they hadn't done something like that before where they had a story i mean they have a story behind everything but that specific story for anyone that is madly in love when you're in school that it, that's truly how you feel you feel the world is against you and your love and you feel like what you're doing is wrong i love that music video myself but i have to say that mine is fallen angels it just i don't know why but seeing it you know how everyone has something that where their eyes just go wide and they're like that is the most amazing thing I s i've seen i need more of it that's how i felt with fallen angels okay so with the legacy don't get me wrong i love the legacy too i love the look and yeah, all the guys have honestly in the junkyard it is kind of funny though to hear the backstory of that music video though we all know that part where it's like pouring rain and andy's just going crazy it was cold that night even with the fire in the background and i i don't know if this is if i remember this fact or not but i believe andy and the guys actually got sick afterwards <laughs> now how long did, did they take to film the legacy I mean, it must have taken, well, probably all day. I mean, I will say one thing that's very, like, that stands out to me with the legacy and Rebel Love song is Andy's hair. Does anyone else notice that it's got, like, some weird crimp to it? But, like, it was beautiful. <laughs> Mufasa, say it again. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. <laughs> Full of screen. 
I can't lie. I was like, delicious as hell. Oh my god, your makeup, your the, the black just complimented everything. That every single guy had their own intro with the meteor falling down, which was cool in its own way. And one thing I just brought up is that how Bruno came in with a motorcycle, which threw me off a little bit. <laughs> Scream 4 movie and a 
you're making wretched and divine. <laughs> That's what they did there. <laughs> Black Velvets, did you know wretched and divine was coming after it set the world on fire? Did you really were hacking on it? Was it the world that whole era? The world being on fire? Was that the start of wretched and Okay, I'm, in, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm just gonna. But no, like it, like these questions need answers because I am very curious. Did you guys already have Richard and Divine set in, you know, set in play during the release of this album, or were the original names of the Destroyer and the Prophet already originally made for Set the World on Fire, but you just carried it over to Richard and Divine? Was it fear that put this on fire, and then I became this Witch in the Divine area? I'm sorry, I'm looking, I'm like, that meme with that guy with all the, like, the papers, like, it makes sense. <laughs> that is gonna be Ruth over here, like, okay, this is how Richard and Divine got started. <laughs> I'm just saying, obviously this is a far-stretched theory, but if I'm close to it, guys, please let me know. <laughs> and, you know, it's actually crazy, because I, so when I look at it, even when Wretched and Divine came out, I never went back and realized that those names were on there until she pointed it out to me. Because like even in the second to last page here, when they credit everyone, it even says Black Brides has all the guys' names <coughs> highlighted. And it says the Prophet, the Destroyer, the Mystic, the, I just, I'm just like... It's literally like, tell me you're working on Wretched and Divine without telling me you're working on Wretched and Divine. Exactly. Do I mean, we need to know. You guys cannot keep silent about this. We have to know if that was truly for Wretched and Divine or if it was a set the world on fire thing that you guys carried over. Don't mind me. I'm just here thinking now and just uh, theorizing. Once again, kind of bringing it back to CC. This truly was the first album that he got to be a part of, considering that we stitch with Sandra Alva. And he hits drums so hard. I mean, I feel like Cece really showcased his talent and through this album. Agreed. You know, as much as I love Sandra, I really think that Cece was destined for Black Veil Brides. He, if you also in the album jacket towards, I think it's the last page, all the guys, you know, have their little, like, thank yous and stuff, and CeCe's is pretty long, and, and then he does thank, obviously, the BVP army, but he's thrilled, he expressed that, very grateful to be part of Black Veil Brides, and, like, how much fun he has in it, and the opportunity that he was given to him, like, and I just, that just melted my heart when I read it. <laughs> I know, it, yeah, if you guys do have the Set the World on Fire album, and if you don't, get yourself the album go into, what do you call that, the jacket or album something? jacket. Album jacket. There you will go. Go straight to the back. All the members. They all give their thank yous. And honestly, it's just, it's a beautiful read. It's, it's definitely worth it. It just takes probably at max a couple minutes. One of the things that I would also like to discuss um, on this album, because I was telling Ruth how during my junior year for graduation, we were all, as a class, we were set to pick our graduation song. And I had put in the request for Ritual by Black Veil Brides. 
you did was set the world on fire and we stitched these wounds and uh, if I'm not mistaken he also did wretched and divine and veil and veil and four and four I mean masterpiece my dear good sir I don't know if this is on any other album but on the back of this it actually gives you websites to the pvbarmy.com it gives you the website to the Blackfelt Brides MySpace, to their Facebook, MySpace. to their Twitter. I don't even know if MySpace is still a thing this, to these, these days, but I love, I kind of love and miss MySpace. The OG social media where you could have music on your platform. God, MySpace. I think it's still a thing. It's just different. Everything. <laughs> but, you know. Set the World on Fire was also huge for the war paint as well. A huge era for the war paint, not just we stitch these wounds. Their war paint was on point, but I just love it. All of it. I almost felt like it could just be me and maybe Andy just changed it just a little bit for each music video because he didn't have that line. <laughs> for Rainbow Love Song or Fallen Angels, he did it for and the Legacy. And, well, he did it for the Legacy. Oh, by the way, Andy, where did you get that cross wing from the Legacy? I want to know! <laughs> did you make it? If so, how much are your commissions? <laughs> yeah, no joke. And I think from this album, another kind of iconic thing is Andy wore the feathered earrings, too. Believe it or not, he got... Uh, Andy, you got me into the feathered earrings. I started to wear them all the time in school with the cross earrings as well. I just like all their studs in this album, in the music video, like their belts, their chains, in their boots or shoes, and that, just everything had studs, and I'm just like, loving for it. <laughs> the look, that, just everything about Set the World on Fire is breathtaking. I mean, your guys's, the, from the look to the songs, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, as once again, it screams rock and roll. It's like we're back in the 80s when we listen to this, and I don't know, I love, that's what I personally love most about it. I would agree. Honestly, when I first saw, like, all the poofy hair, <laughs> I know Andy performed with him. Uh, it definitely reminded me of Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister, that's mm. a good band. Mm. I love that band. Now, out of curiosity, uh, Blackfoot Brides has done covers on stage. Is there a specific that you're wanting to hear Blackfield Bright sing. I gotta think on that. You've done so many different covers ranging from uh, Billy Idol yes. and from Motley Crue. I can't lie, I would love to see a cover of Lick It Up by Kiss. I would love that. I would love it. I don't know. Oh, one thing I love about Twisted Sisters, rock. We need the birds enter. like 
almost wheezing sound. <laughs> all in all, this album is gonna. This album has already gone down in history. It is literally Black Fabright's second album. But to be fair, I, I must say it's the album that brought so many fans together. It's the album that brought fans, more fans, into the BVB army. It connected everyone. Ditto. <laughs> I completely agree with Nicole's statement. I have nothing else to add. Ditto. <laughs>